Welcome to Glitchcast, episode number eight. Eight. Wow. Coming, coming pretty soon after the last one, too. We waited a little bit, but had to get this Thor review out. Yes. This week we'll do a little bit of movie news, tiny bit of TV news, only two trailers. Trailers just really lack in the past couple weeks. And then we'll move into the Thor review, non-spoilers and spoilers for those that have seen and haven't seen. Let's get rolling right away. First news story of the week. We'll start out with the biggest one. It's at the bottom of our list. We'll start with the biggest one. Ryan Johnson, writer and director of the Star Wars Last Jedi, which is coming out in December, has been given free reign to create an all-new Star Wars trilogy separate from this, like, Luke Skywalker main story. Mm-hmm. Just given the keys, gets to do it. That's probably, I would imagine that would start after Episode Nine or after whatever the spinoff is going to be after Episode Nine. Brand new story. Yeah. What, do, what do you think about this? This is crazy. To me, this says The Last Jedi is awesome, and wow, Disney execs and everyone's on board with with, uh, Rian or Ryan? Ryan. Ryan Johnson to take Star Wars and run with it. So that makes me really excited for The Last Jedi, and yeah, I I guess we're just going to get a new Star Wars every year until we're dead. (laughs) Are we going to get Star Wars fatigue like we get superhero fatigue? I mean, it's possible, but at least they're doing like new stories. It's not going to be rehashing. Same, yeah. they're like they're setting the stories only th- for three movies at a time. So I guess yeah, it might work. Do you think it's going to be after nine? Is it going to be? Some people have said like, oh, it's going to be Knights of the Old Republic. It's going to be. I don't. I don't think I don't it's going to. I don't know. So I saw a story that they wanted to keep like the Ray, Finn, and Poe characters. They wanted to continue their stories after nine. Mm-hmm. So when I first saw this news, I was like, oh, I guess that's what he'll be doing. But then they said it's going to be an entirely separate, brand new story off somewhere else in the hmm. universe. And we don't like we don't know the time frame. Could be yeah. hundreds of years before Obi-Wan Kenobi. Could be hundreds of years after uh, Poe, you know? Yeah. Ray. I I also don't think it'll be the Knights of the Old Republic. I think it's just going to be a entirely brand, brand new, new story. Um, wow. Yeah. It should be interesting. And... I mean, clearly The Last Jedi must be pretty good. It's, yeah. I think, one of the only of the new Star Wars movies that hasn't had any production trouble or any bad news coming out about it. So clearly they like him. Clearly he did some great work on this. Clearly he's going to do some great shit in the new trilogy. Yeah, I'm excited for it. If if they have this much faith in him, that makes me pumped for December. It makes me pumped that they're handing the keys to the kingdom to this guy. So Yeah, should be Big great. News. Yeah. Uh, next news story here is Will Ferrell in an interview earlier this week while promoting Daddy's Home 2, getting ravaged by reviews, revealed a pitch that was scrapped for a stepbrother sequel. Essentially, it was going to be Dale and Brennan were going to follow their parents into like a retirement home slash community after like they got their lives together, became real adults, and then it was just going to be like a quick turnaround. They're going to be like, oh, all right, well, we're ready to just move on to the next phase of adulthood and follow their parents into that, which I think sounds pretty funny. Wait, so they would go into the retirement community with them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds hilarious, yeah. I wonder why it was scrapped. That would have been so good. I think everybody loves that movie. Oh, yeah, it's I, it's definitely up Classic. there. Probably like top two, top three for most like Will Ferrell movies for most people. Yeah. Top five easily, yeah. And I, I don't know. I guess it just fell off, which is kind of weird because, I mean, he made an Anchorman sequel, which kind of sucked. Oh, it was terrible. And then, I mean, he just made Daddy's Home 2, which isn't great. No. And Not good. I mean, Step Brothers was successful, and it's it has a huge following still. So it's kind of weird that it didn't go through because this sounds like a better idea than Daddy's Home 2 or Anchorman 2. But I don't know. I guess this is the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't think this. We've seen the end of Step Brothers. One day we'll get a sequel. <laughs> I, I promise you that. Quote me. You think they'll wait like ten years? Do it like they did Anchorman. Yeah, and then they'll just have it be both of them actually going into yeah. a crying retirement community because they're old and their parents are dead. <laughs> In the wake of the Kevin Spacey news, he has been dropped from all the money in the world, being replaced by Christopher Plummer for his role as J. Paul Getty. Um, this was a Ridley Scott decision. He essentially went to, I don't know who produced the movie, maybe Warner Brothers, uh, and said, I would like to bring in Plummer and do reshoots. I'll pay for it. He's paying $10 million 
him and whatever one of the production companies was to just completely reshoot all of Kevin Spacey's scenes, bring him back like Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams just to do it all. Still aiming for a December 22nd release date, which is insanity. Yeah, we have not touched on a lot of this Hollywood drama. You can get your your hot takes and your opinions somewhere else, but obviously it's what a mess yeah. Hollywood is in and you know good for the victims that this is all coming to light and I, and I I I hope more comes to light and I hope these people get justice but this I had to just google who Christopher Plummer was. He's a lot older than Kevin Spacey and we talked about this episode 1 Kevin Spacey looked like unrecognizable and we were like pumped for this role cuz he's such a great actor but he's a creep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that is putting it lightly. Yeah. Yeah. I think this makes sense from a business standpoint too. Yeah. Obviously, people aren't going to see this movie if he's like the draw of it. Yeah. If you're spending ten million more dollars, you're probably going to lose more than that amount if you released it with him. Yeah. And this is good press for them too. I mean, yep. respect to Ridley Scott for doing it. It's just because it was so close in release date relation to when this news came out. There's probably just going to be people like, ah, no, I, I don't want to yeah. support him or support this. I mean, they, they've dropped him from, like, all House of Cards imaging and advertising. They're probably – literally, that show might not even go on anymore. They might just – If it does, they're just going to kill him yeah. somehow. It's uh, Or just say, like, after that final statement in the last season, like, he's in jail yeah. or, like, something happens. But he's done. I Like, I – as much as I love him as an actor, mm-hmm. I kind of hope this doesn't just happen for a year and then he's back. Like, he needs yeah. penance. Like, he needs justice. Um. Yeah, it's a shame. Hollywood. Hollywood's a fucking mess. Yeah, just new stories every single day. We won't get too much into it. We want to stay a little more lighthearted on this podcast. But yes, just know that this is good that this is happening. Christopher yep. Plummer, great actor, legend, so old, yes. but he can kill this. Mm-hmm. Next up, the Universal MonsterVerse slash Dark Universe is in peril as the two top producers, basically the guys that were leading the whole creative team behind it, leading the writers' rooms, Alex Kurtzman and Chris Morgan, are exiting. They're just dropping out of this universe, which, ironically enough, signals to me personally that it's in the best shape it has been in. Alex Kurtzman directed The Mummy. It was not great, and he has not really done much good in his other work. So that's good. Chris Morgan, I believe, is the writer for basically the Fast and Furious movies after Tokyo Drift, which is an interesting thing. And, I mean, those are entertaining movies, but that doesn't really mesh with the kind of tone and vibe that this universe should have. So, I mean, to me, it signals that that's good. Thank God they're leaving. This is good news. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like the headline, Monsterverse in peril as these people leave. Like, Monsterverse has another chance, a a second, like, like a mini reboot here. Yeah. A a second, a third mini reboot. The, uh, the head of Universal said that they want to, they have realized that these movies need to be filmmaker driven, which feels like, you know, most movies should probably filmmaker driven instead of just a bunch of CG monsters and trash and, and, yeah, and put in a big actor and hope it sells. Yeah, yeah and guys in suits saying, yeah. we need this and this and this, and then mm. just writers trying to write that in. So that's good. Hopefully they let like singular filmmakers take on each of these movies instead of trying to make them super interconnected. I think that's something that Marvel is learning a little bit more, especially with Thor, obviously. That's a completely wild take that I was not expecting based on any of the other movies, so... Mm-hmm. I think that's something that Marvel has learned as they're going on. They're letting filmmakers sort of take it more and more. Probably even better for this MonsterVerse because it needs to be actually dark and not just summer blockbuster. Yeah, like the mummies. Like we talked. Did we review the mummy? We didn't review it, but we, we've talked about we it. We talked at length about it, and like the tone was all over the place. Yeah. It was part comedy, part. There were some parts that were kind of scary. It was just an action blockbuster. Tom Cruise was running. Like. Make it scary. Make it horror. Like, you already have enough cinematic universes. Give, give us, like, a horror cinematic universe. That would be sweet. Yeah, that would that would be amazing. That, and that would be yeah. just groundbreaking. No one's ever done that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's good Aside news. from, like, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. And those shitty yeah, movies. Fucking, yeah. They, they tried. <laughs> Our next bit of movie news here, actually last bit of movie news, is about John Hamm. Thank God. I wish John Hamm was in more stuff. He yes. is set to star in the supernatural thriller Off Season. 
which is based on a short from a BAFTA-nominated writer-director, Jonathan Van Tolleken. Um, This is about a man who goes searching for his elderly father, who has mysteriously disappeared, set in a harsh, frozen Canadian tundra. The sun's feverish search exposes shocking family secrets long buried. Mm. Interesting. Ooh. Yeah, John Hamm is freaking awesome. And it looks like he's not... Unfortunately, I really liked him in Baby Driver. It's kind of like the bad guy. Mm -hmm. But anything he's in, I'm, I'm very interested in. And obviously supernatural all in this, this sounds awesome after mad men he didn't do very much he was like the voice mm-hmm. for h&r block commercials and that was it and like mercedes-benz yeah get, get power behind the wheel whatever the hell he used to say <laughs> that was like some scooby-doo voice right there yeah dude, he was always like shouting <laughs> um yeah no it was weird and he's such a good actor and I don't. I just like don't understand why he hasn't been like he was in the very good Black Mirror White Christmas episode. Oh yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's like Baby Driver and like that baseball movie that bombed, and that's it. I don't even remember that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He has not been in much. Good to see him get get some more projects and Supernatural. Hopefully, a little spooky. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds like it. So that's it for movie news this week. We will move on to TV news, which is quite brief. Yeah. So, in the last podcast, we talked about Disney and Fox in, ter- in talks for a buyout of mainly 21st Century Fox. Disney's interest has come out was more so about, like, Futurama and The Simpsons and Family Guy and those kind of TV shows instead of, like, the actual hmm. X-Men movies or that kind of those kind of properties because they need these things. They're launching their own streaming service. And they, uh, they need these shows to really be like, here, we're giving you something that you're going to want to keep coming back to to watch that these people on these streaming services are watching all the time. Yeah. Instead of just having, you know, like, whatever, 30 Disney animated movies that, like, a bunch of kids are going to want to watch and then nothing really else. They don't really have these these TV hits that are... That makes sense. I mean, while the quality of these cartoon movies are unbelievably high... The, the length of them is not a lot. Yeah. Even for kids, like, you know, you can only see every Disney movie so many times, but TV, yeah, that'll get people back. The, 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 the well is deep on TV, so that does make sense. Yeah, these are just, I mean, they're just, like, ageless shows. Like, I mean, you look at Netflix, and people would go back, people go back and rewatch The Office and Parks and Rec mm-hmm. and How I Much Your Mother and those Just kind of the background just yeah. all the time, and that's part of the draw of Netflix, although they're losing a lot of that now. So Disney really needed that for their for their streaming service, which I think launches in 2019. So um, I imagine we'll see these talks coming back at some point. Yeah, let's hope that the Netflix model doesn't go away and we just get these like thousands of yeah. streaming packages because that's essentially just cable but over the internet. Yeah. God. Uh, um, Bob Iger, who is the CEO at Disney, did say that their streaming service is going to be significantly cheaper than Netflix. Hmm. Like three to five a month. I'm I would, guessing. yeah, I would assume so. I still don't yeah. know if I would like pay for that. Um, I don't know if I would either. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, whatever. I mean, the 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 draw of cord cutting is you're not paying eighty bucks a yeah. month anymore for TV. Like you're paying seven to twenty. Yeah. You know, I, I would hate the, this direction we're heading. Where in order to get all the shows that I want, I got to do ten dollar package here, eight dollar package here. Let's hope cord cutting isn't getting screwed here. We'll see. Yeah. The other TV news we have here is The Mick, the comedy show on Fox starring, oh man, why can't I remember her name? Caitlin something. D from... Yeah, D from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. (laughs) Stars in The Mick. It has scored a full season two order at Fox. I'm going to be honest, I thought it was already in season two, but uh, apparently it's a, a hit and I watched like a couple episodes. It was pretty funny. Like, not, like, stupid, like, family humor funny, like Fox kind of does from time to time. It was actually, like, you know, she clearly kept some Darker, of that biting yeah. humor. I think that's good news for her. Little worried about It's Always Sunny overall, though. Yeah, too many of these guys doing other projects. Yeah. You got Charlie doing all these crazy big movies now yeah. and stuff. And the other actors are going to little side shows. Um, side note, I just looked up her to try and get her name, Caitlin Olson, ah, And the uh, suggested Google things are pretty funny. D, It's Always Sunny. And then suggested bird. 
And then below that, pregnant. And then hot. <laughs> I don't really think she's hot. She's hilarious, but uh, she's such a bird-looking girl. Yeah, well, it's good news for her as an actress. You know, I remember her from side roles, and she's actually in a couple really small roles in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, okay. Um, so it's good for her that she's blowing up, but yeah, I hope my our golden child, Always Sunny, doesn't, doesn't take a hit here. Yeah, and obviously she did shoot season one and still shoot It's Always Sunny at the same time. Mm-hmm. Obviously the big problem is that, uh, uh, Jesus, Dennis, or... Glenn Howerton. Glenn went, Howerton, yep. Yeah, went over to NBC for another show. I don't think that's going to last very long. But since, like, like uh, Mac, Rob McKelleny, is doing the Minecraft movie. Um, oh, my God. He's, like, God. writing and directing that. Uh, I mean, like you said, Charlie Day is, he's, like, the fucking villain in Pacific Rim. And he yeah. does, like, does, like, all these other stupid comedy movies. And then, like, she's doing this. It's a little worrying that... It might be a few years until, like, they're all free and ready to do it. And at that point, are they still going to want to do another season or another couple seasons? Probably not. Luckily, we have Danny DeVito. I just assumed Danny DeVito was always just in character waiting for the next season. (laughs) Just being disgusting. (laughs) True, true. Good point. All right, that is it for news of the week. We'll move on to trailers now. We just have two movie trailers here. The Post is... The newest Steven Spielberg movie about the Pentagon Papers, um, which I believe were about the U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War. Yep. Give you the IMDb thing here. A cover-up that spanned four U.S. presidents pushed the country's first female newspaper publisher and a hard-driving editor to join an unprecedented battle between journalists and government, inspired by true events. Stars Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, oh, heavy hitters, Sarah Paulson, Carrie Coon, Alison Brie, interesting, Bruce Greenwood, who plays, like, a president in everything. I don't know if he's playing president in this. Jesse Plemons, Bradley Whitford, David Cross, Bob Odenkirk. Jesus, everyone. David Cross? Yes. Yeah, is in this. I thought it didn't look very good from the trailer. I thought, yeah, it's Oscar bait. This looks like something that'll win some it's, Oscars. It looks it looks like Spotlight 2.0 retro. Right. And right. ironically enough, one of, the, one of the two writers for it wrote Spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Looking at so this is Spielberg, right? Yep. Looking at the last couple movies he's directed, I haven't seen a Spielberg movie since The War of the Worlds. Oh wow, that's a oh I know I guess Kingdom be... of the Crystal Skull, but I haven't seen Tintin, War nope. Horse, nope. Lincoln, nope. Bridge of Spies, or the BFG, the big fucking giant. Yeah. Um, Lincoln was like eight hours long, and I had to watch it in like my high school AP government class for like three days because it was so long. Oh my god, um, was it any good? Is okay. Is. Did you see the what was that the one I just Bridge of Spies pretty recent? Oh, Bridge of Spies was that I was was surprisingly good. Really? Yeah, I, need to, I, need I was to watch shocked. That. Coming from a uh, Coen Brothers script, so I think that kind of helped oh, a little bit. Nice. I'm not the biggest Steven Spielberg fan, and obviously mm-hmm. I've only seen like two of his past five or six movies. I think he's still just kind of coasting on like being like one of the greatest directors of all time, and now he's just kind of like mm-hmm. he's just, he just doesn't do anything really boundary pushing or anything like visually Correct. spectacle to me at this point. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a uh, kind of a lagger and like he, i don't know he doesn't do a lot dialogue wise that gets me going so right yeah this looks fine uh, another movie that i will probably learn a lot about history <laughs> uh, history was my weakest <laughs> subject in uh you know in school so uh, i'll watch this for sure yep and i mean you got meryl streep and tom hanks so those are carrie coon our girl carrie coon true yeah but yeah. i mean do you think if Meryl Streep would probably get a Best Actress nomination just because they just hand them out to her for she could take a just poop like in a movie and they would just give it yeah. to her. Mm-hmm. So Oscar player right here. Next up is Game Night, a new comedy crime action movie. Kind of <laughs> dude, I, inter- dude, I don't know. interesting uh, about a group of friends who meet regularly for game nights who find themselves trying to solve a murder mystery. This is directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, who wrote Spider-Man: Homecoming. They were okay. two of the four writers on that. Uh, they plus directed one. and wrote the Vacation remake, which was better than bad. Plus plus a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, they wrote the first Horrible Bosses and the second Horrible Bosses. First Horrible Bosses is good, so it kind of evens out. Plus zero. Yeah. yeah. Coming from the writer. What did this guy write? Shoot. Give me one second. He wrote Accepted and Herbie Foley Loaded. <laughs> Interesting. Uh. God. Um, but it stars pretty good cast. You got Jason Bateman, yeah. Rachel McAdams, Jesse Plemons, Kyle Chandler, uh, 
Winston from New Girl. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is in there. I was like, yeah. he's like not listed in the cast, but I was like, so I had to like check the trailer like three times to make <laughs> sure that it was him. It's a good cast. And honestly, I didn't think, like it looks like a studio comedy, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of like it. I think it would be much better if it was like a dark comedy, which they're obviously not going to do, but it kind of worked for me. I think it is a kind of dark comedy. Like it looked to the in the vein of like rough night and like yeah, just something that you have to have around this time of the year that could be funny, but will likely not be that great. It'll have like funny moments, but it won't be a great movie. Yeah, rough night was terrible. I couldn't, oh, even, sure. couldn't even finish it. I watched I think the first forty five minutes and I was just like I laughed zero times. Ugh. And, like, Jason Bateman's last was Office Christmas Party. That wasn't very good. I was going to say, it's kind of in the vein of that. Like, But, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought the trailer kind of worked a little bit for me. And I, the director's, like, kind of like. Like, I didn't think Vacation was that bad. It has had, had its fair moments of laughs. So. Like, all the actors. Yeah, yeah, I'll give this one a watch for sure. Yeah. That is in March of next year. So that's a interesting date. All right, that is it for trailers this week. Let's talk about Amazon quick. Just real quick. <laughs> just, real just a real quick one. <laughs> By now, we've grounded into your head that we need a little help, you know, running the site. can be a little mm-hmm. bit easier. Everyone uses Amazon. When you go to Amazon, go to glitchup.com slash Amazon and do your ordering through there. It's going to take you to Amazon anyways. When you purchase through that link, we get a little tiny kickback. Not very much. We've made almost two dollars at this point a couple bucks yeah yeah. rolling in the dough but if you do that we get a little bit help we know that everyone uses amazon no matter who you are helps us out think of it the next time you go and order something austin i got beer delivered through amazon now it's pretty tight oh wow so if you guys need beer you can use amazon now come right to your door glitchup.com slash amazon first though do we want to do what you're watching? I don't have anything down. <laughs> I, since we last talked uh, four days ago, <laughs> I have not watched much. So let's skip it. Let's get right into Thor. I'm so pumped to talk about Thor Ragnarok. Real quick disclosure. I literally got out of the theater a half hour ago. So I'm coming out fresh. I'm coming out hyped. I'm going to like overreact on how good this movie is because I'm coming right out of the theater. But uh, I'll try and check my emotions at the door and, and give a unbiased yeah. non-pumped up review <laughs> good call good call thor ragnarok non-spoilers starting right now i'll start with myself we'll just give i'll give like an overall thought on just sort of the story and in general i liked it a lot uh i would say it is the funniest movie i've seen this year i was going in i was like oh it's gonna be funny obviously taika waititi's directing it everyone's raving about how funny it is i was like okay they're probably overblown a little bit but I was not expecting this movie to be this funny. It is almost a straight-up comedy. Yeah, it had me going the whole time. Every time, like, even times where they do the thing, of course, where you think it's, like, a crazy action scene or a really serious moment, and then it's hilarious. The whole time, the acting is so, like, subtle and dry. Mm-hmm. Not the acting, the the humor. If you've seen What We, what we Do in the Shadows, directed by Taika Waititi, you know the type of uh, director and writer he is. I was dying this whole movie. Um, like people I went with were cracking up. The whole theater was rolling. Just a blast. Just hilarious. Yeah, it was. I, I'll be honest. I was a little worried in the first like 15 minutes or so. Some of the stuff wasn't really landing with me. I thought they were kind of trying a little bit too hard. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. son of a bitch. And then, of course, there was like people sitting next to me that were like laughing way too hard at everything. I was like, okay, we get it. You like Marvel. You don't have to do this yeah so i was like oh no it's gonna be one of those movies but then like once i got over that hump but i was just like it hit a certain point i was just like oh my god this is amazing you could tell a lot of it was improv and sometimes that worked and sometimes it didn't like there are very few things that i have wrong with this movie but a couple times you can tell like oh jeff goldblum is doing some improv right now and it doesn't really sound right yeah you know yeah i agree uh story wise nothing really special to be honest i mean they've done this kind of story plenty of times in other movies where someone thinks that they're the rightful heir and then there's another heir that comes in and it's like oh no it's actually me some of these lines were straight out of game of thrones yeah (laughs) yeah the rightful ruler of the seven (laughs) kingdoms like yeah yeah as for new characters it kind of leads into that i thought kate blanchett was great um she did kind of get a little exposition-y kind of explaining at times but she really hammed it up which i liked a lot i think it worked really well yeah i was interested to see what someone who is that good of an actor did would do in a movie like this yeah. like would she try and meryl streep it or would she actually let loose and be a little 
wacky, yeah. and, and she did. I thought she worked. wasn't the best Marvel villain. There's not too many of them, uh, but she wasn't the worst. Yeah, no, you could tell she was having fun with it too, which I which really helped. Yeah, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. I think I think that was her name. They didn't really give her her name. I don't. Did they give her a name? I don't know. In in in, in IMDb, it calls her Valkyrie, but she was a part. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Um. Whatever. And uh, she was great. She had moments where she was kind of funny, but she was she was pretty badass. Um. Liked her. Yeah. A lot. I. I. Uh, for some reason, she falls into the like Michelle Rodriguez vein for me. Uh, oh. There's something about her like smarmy, smirky, cocky face that I don't like. <laughs> like she's always like doing the like badass like head bob like. I'm so I'm a badass bitch. Don't mess with me. So something about her I don't like. Um, I didn't like her really in Westworld. I didn't really like her here, but I I get why you would, and she was fine for me. Okay. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, the God, just nailed it. It was just like the role it. that he was born for. It was just him being sure. him dressed up like a weirdo. They were like, "Here's this costume, and we're good. Just talk <laughs> to us. Just talk. Just say the script. Say twenty percent of the script. The rest is up to you. Yeah. Have fun with it, Jeff. <laughs> he was amazing." Um, Carl Urban, I think he was a new character. For some reason, I feel like he was in past ones, but I don't think he was. He was not. To he my was. It was more. It, he acted well. It was more so his character and storyline that was kind of meh. Mm-hmm. Kind of like yeah. okay, all right. Seen this before? Yeah. Um, good guy goes. Good guy goes kind of bad. Will he redeem himself <laughs> in the end? Spoilers. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> we'll talk about some more cinematic aspects here now i think that's it for new characters really um uh, 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 oh uh, not true korg korg yep my main man yeah <laughs> voiced by you know who yep and mocap by him yeah entirely taika uh, waititi yep mm-hmm. as the, the director mm-hmm. yeah as the sort of rock monster guy and they kept him out of the trailers that was that was a smart move yeah speaking of that i've heard some discussion and, and conversation around what would you have thought if they kept uh hulk out of the trailers how much would you have thought that reveal would have been so awesome? Oh, that would have been amazing. Because they built up for it to it for about an hour or like half hour, forty five yeah, minutes. Yeah. I was just like, if it if I while. didn't know he was about to come through that door, I would have been like, oh, like the whole theater would be clapping, which I hate. Yeah, <laughs> but I think they kind of had to to get people in the seats. You know, yeah, it's a big draw definitely. For people. Yeah, um, especially because the past two Thor movies weren't that great. Thor isn't that boring. big of a draw, and you know, mm-hmm. throwing Hulk in there too was 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 a good way. To yep. bring people into the seats, but Korg, uh, real quick, yep. Korg, hilarious. I thought oh, his yeah. lines were so great. Yeah, he he so was funny. He was definitely the funniest part of the movie. Yeah, he was kind of like what was the character from Rogue One that was kind of just like he just said everything that he thought. The robot voiced by Alan Tudyk. Oh yeah, I don't know his name. I can't remember his name. He was kind of like that because like everything he said was pretty low key and he didn't have much voice inflection. Yeah. But the things he was saying were like huge things. But he just said it so like plain as day. So funny. Having so, that voice for that kind of, like, sort of intimidating-looking yeah. character was hilarious, too. Yeah, you first see him, and you expect him to be like, oh, yeah. Korg, and he's like, oh, hi, mate. Yeah. I've, been, I've been stuck here for quite a bit. Just trying to get out of here. No one gets out. So calm in every line, yeah. too, no yeah. matter what's happening. Um, Cinematic-wise, I thought the music was okay. I was a little bit let down. I don't really remember much of the original score, but I will say I was pumped that certain songs made it in that you wouldn't think would be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll keep it at that. I can agree with that. Uh, there was some synth stuff that I really liked, but I didn't that think I did they like. used it enough. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I was like, oh, this is, oh, I know this. This is Stranger Things. I know yeah. this from Stranger <laughs> Things. Like, there was literally some, yeah. I was like, yep, Stranger Things, yep. Yeah. 80s synth stuff is cool, so. <laughs> uh, look-wise, I didn't think it was that great. Um, I was going and expecting it to be sort of like a visual spectacle with a bunch of colors. Obviously, it's more colorful than most MCU movies, and I, the music was better than most MCU movies, but it still felt like they were kind of like, all right, we still got to make it feel like a Marvel movie, so you need to, like dim down these kind of shots or make it like it's fucking sunlight and same with the music i felt like they were kind of keeping some of that just like typical marvel orchestral music in there while trying to like keep the other stuff yeah look wise i was pumped when i saw the trailer and the logo i thought they were gonna like if you've ever played like zelda wind waker on gamecube i thought they're gonna like sell shade this movie i thought it was gonna be vibrant and it was like the planet that he ends up Mm -hmm. on with jeff goldblum very colorful yeah but yeah they kept it nice and dark and gritty in certain spots and yeah the music um they Wait, what was your last point about the music? I had something to say. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. They kept infusing that 
Yeah. Like, just let it have its own identity. We know Thor is an Avenger. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and then tone-wise, we can get a little bit more into this in spoilers. Probably might be easier to do it that way. But obviously, this was a comedy film. I've stated that. It was, could have very easily been like an epic sort of battle movie, very serious movie. It worked. But I think it also could have worked the other way, interestingly mm-hmm. enough. So um, I was happy yeah. with it. I thought they had a good mix of the comedy, but then when it was time to battle, the battles were awesome. They were really cool. And there there aren't that many big, massive fight set pieces, but the ones that are in there, I, I really liked. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Let's move into spoilers now, if you don't have any other... Hold on. Oh. We got to give it a grade. Oh, yes. True. All right. So um, that listeners who haven't seen it can true. turn it off right now. True, true, true. true. Um, uh, you go first. I just came out of it, so uh, you go first. I need like 10 more seconds to calm myself down before <laughs> I do what I'm about to do. I would give it an A-. minus. Okay. Uh, I know. I knew I was going to do this. I'm giving it an A+. Plus. Oh, wow. Holy shit. This movie, I can't, when I think back, and maybe tomorrow I'll regret that I said that, but when I think back, I cannot think of too many things I didn't like about it or, like, that I had real problems with. Like, without spoilers, can you think, can you name anything that you really didn't like about the movie? I I can't say, no. I mean, you touched I, on it, like, little things. I, there are certain aspects that I'd rather wait to talk about in spoilers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to regret saying that, but A-plus for now. Talk to me tomorrow, it might be an A, but this movie was awesome. I had so much fun. So if you haven't seen it, stop now. We're about to talk spoilers, but go see this today. Yep. So much fun. All right, spoiler talk, Thor Ragnarok, starting now. Let's go into... So I'll talk about the first 20 minutes, so I was kind of like worried during that. Obviously, starts out with Thor in the, the hellfire in area, hell. whatever. Yeah. And the first time that he was stuck in that chain doing the loop, I was like, oh, that's funny. All right. Yeah. And then they, and the then they kept time. doing it. And then they did it like, it's like a it's third a family time. Guy, it's a family guy bit at this point. If they Did they do it a third time? Yeah. They might have done it. Uh, yeah. They did it three times. And then they kind of like, I, they didn't do it a fourth time, but he was still like spinning yeah. like that. Um, yeah. That worried me. Same. I was like, oh, no. It was not a family guy bit yeah. where it's like goes on way too long and you're like, oh my god, they're just doing it to troll us now. Yeah. Once he does get back to uh, Asgard, that was funny because I actually forgot for a second that Loki had like been impersonating Odin. Same. And then like I realized it obviously like right away because I was like, why would Odin be doing this? Did, did that happen in Thor too? Yep. Yeah. That makes sense why we forgot that because I don't remember one second of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> the least memorable Marvel movie to date. Yeah. But that was, I mean, that part was pretty funny. I was still kind of like, I don't know what's going on here. The cameos, hilarious. When I saw Matt Damon, I was like, oh uh, my God. I was like, what? <laughs> and then I was looking at whoever was playing Thor. I was like, who is that? Is that like yeah. Jimmy Kimmel or something? I don't something? I couldn't figure it out. Uh, it was, if it was somebody, it was, was, it was, was his it brother. Someone? It was Luke Hemsworth. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wait, you are kidding me? No, it's that that was who he was. <laughs> oh my god, now Oh, that's so great. Yeah, I didn't even realize. Oh, that's it. beautiful. Yeah. And then Sam Neill comes out as yes, Sam Neill. Was hilarious. So side note, Sam Neill was in Have you seen Hunt for the Wilder yep. People? Yeah. Yeah, so he's one of the main characters in that movie. So when I saw him there, I was pretty pumped. And then also another character that we'll talk about soon is also from Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, Hunt yeah. for the Wilder People. Um yeah, so I thought that part great cameo. That part was pretty funny, and then Carl Urban like running to catch up and being like, Oh <laughs> yeah. Thor's that was great. Son of, yeah. yeah, I was that was pretty good. And then obviously right after that they go down to Earth. The Doctor Strange stuff kind of worked for me, but it was kind of like, okay, we get it. It's a Marvel movie. Well, it was from the post-credit scene of Doctor Strange. Oh, really? So I knew that was going to be in there. Yeah. I don't know. Have you seen Doctor Strange? I have. I didn't I don't think I watched the post-credit. There was scene. a post-credit scene where he like 20% of that I had already seen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Good interaction though. And then uh, from there, obviously, you meet Odin. Just like evaporates into fucking stars yeah, or something. Like, is that how that type of race dies? They just I don't know. He like he's like, good thing you showed up minutes before my death. <laughs> or was it one of those like I'm ready to die now moments I, where he like can control I, when he d- becomes particles? I think that's what it was, but it was just like so yeah. weird. I was so confused. I was like, he's is he actually dead? Is he also? To me, that was the worst CG in the movie. They were not on that mountain. Oh, the, I was blown away. The uh, I'll, yeah, since we mentioned that, um, the, I thought the CGI was terrible in this movie. 
Oh, I thought it was it was serviceable, but th- that was one time I go, are you kidding me? Like when it was zoomed out behind them and they were standing overlooking. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is horrible. I, I thought it was pretty bad. I thought, I thought the Hulk was really good. Um. Oh, yeah. No, the Hulk was good. Uh, more like the environments that they were in, I mean. Yeah. Well, it's like every single part of the movie was <laughs> yeah. green screen, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, so then from there, then we meet Kate Blanchett's character, whatever. Hella. That was good, yeah. She was, she was, she was hot fire. She was hella good. Yeah, um, and then, yeah, so, like, those first 20 minutes I was kind of worried about, um, but then once it got to, uh, Sakaar, I think it was called, where Jeff Goldblum's character is, I was Mm -hmm. all in. I was like, okay, (laughs) we're, we're running now. It was colorful, vibrant, great world, like a garbage world where, like, everything Jeff Goldblum said had everybody laughing. Um, the Melty Gun, uh, his little henchman, yeah. who uh, this woman was from Hunt for the Wilder People, is pretty funny in that. Yeah, that world was great. Every moment there was great. The fight between Thor and Hulk, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk characters overall quick. It was nice to see Thor sort of be let loose and let them do let Chris Hemsworth sort of be funny because he's actually a yeah. pretty funny person. He's been doing like a lot of other comedic stuff when he isn't Thor, mm-hmm. um, other than Horse Soldier, Horse Soldiers, Twelve Strong. Horse soldiers. <laughs> but I mean, he was funny in the Avengers movies, and it's nice that sort of like he's like a very not like super literal like Drax is in Guardians of the Galaxy but still yeah. kind of kind of like that because I think like the Taika Waititi Kiwi kind of humor kind of meshes with that pretty well so it was like a match made in heaven yeah for those who don't know he direct Taika directed those shorts that you've seen two of I think where it's Thor and his roommate yep just kind of in the, hanging out in the flats the flatmates um, and yeah it really worked and I thought that yeah there was a lot of Literal things that he took that weren't, yeah, exactly, weren't as Drax-like, but still really, really funny. Him bickering with Hulk and stuff, yeah. really, really funny. Yeah. And I thought he was pretty funny in Thor 1. You know, he's drinking coffee. Oh, he's yeah. Like, ha, ha, I'll take another. Yeah. And he smashes yeah. it on the ground. But again, I don't remember him being funny in Thor 2. They tried to go super dark with it. But yeah, this was this was fantastic. Loki, the hilarious, might have might have been the best character outside of Jeff Goldblum. And then if Korg wasn't in it, so I guess he like lines up number three, but he was really funny. Although I do think his sort of character story arc didn't feel as complete. You could tell during certain points, like when Odin says like, I love you sons. And Loki's like, Oh, finally something. And then Mm -hmm. like when Thor is like trying to like interact with him, telling him like, Oh, you're still kind of like a piece of shit. Yeah. They didn't really tired of him backstabbing back and forth yeah like, and, come on. and they just like they just didn't bring it full circle they didn't really like have yeah. him confronted or bring it up i don't know kind of wish they yeah. did a little bit more with that because they've kind of been building it they've been dangling it for how many movies now like yeah four he's the little unloved child just back and forth yeah. being like loved then backstabbed then trusted then backstabbed yeah it's kind of annoying but he was but, very funny during the yeah, came back to redeem himself at the end yeah, yeah during the hulk thor fight when hulk did the hulk <laughs> smash on thor and he's like now you know how yeah. it feels or just when when hulk comes out yeah, he just immediately like, gets up yeah. and is like i'm out yeah. i'm out <laughs> so, so good so funny so like I, I do like that aspect where he like still like is fine to just like bolt and run and get out of certain situations so that makes it pretty funny mm-hmm. um <laughs> God, that puny was so human. good. And it's puny god. Sort yeah. of, sort of the the. I, this was probably my the hardest I laughed in the movie. I thought this was hilarious when they have Loki tied up, and it's him, uh, Valkyrie or Thor, Valkyrie and Hulk or Bruce Banner, sort of like huddling up to decide what they're gonna do. She's like, ha- yeah. "Hasn't he tried to kill all of us?" And Thor's like, "It reminds me of this time when we were <laughs> seven, and." Loki knew I love snakes, and I saw this snake, and he turned himself yeah. into it, and I went to pick it up just because, you know, I wanted to see what it was about. When I picked it up, he turned, he went, bah, turned back into himself, and then stabbed me. And I was like, <laughs> I, was, I was dying at that part. And then it cuts to yeah. Loki, and he, like, kind of, like, chuckles a little bit and, like, turns like, away. <laughs> yeah, I did do that. <laughs> God of mischief. He was a little mischievous little bastard as a, as a child. And, yeah, just even just like that story, the way he told it, just so funny. Yeah. So funny. And then, like, obviously that, like, the, like, the little, like, chuckle from Loki there was very subtle. I think Mark Ruffalo, kind of not the greatest acting, but he did have, like, little subtle things, like eyebrow mm-hmm. raises at certain points where, like, I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. That's some good stuff. Yeah, he, had, he like, he talks weird. Like, <laughs> there are some movies where I see him and I'm like, do you have a lisp? <laughs> do you have, like, a, that, like, 
Milo, the guy that played Peter Petrelli in uh, Heroes and is also on This Is Us, has like half of his mouth is like droopy. Like sometimes I see that on Mark Ruffalo. I'm like, something's off about how you talk. And yeah, uh, uh, some weird, weird lines from him, but he made up for it in some other ways. Yes, he did. Um, uh, I think the Hulk's lines were better than Bruce Banner's. Oh, lines, yeah. Though. And yeah. you can tell that they're trying. It feels like they're trying to develop the Hulk a little bit more into like a real person instead of just like instead this monster smash. that comes out. Obviously, by giving him more lines, giving him like a little bit of personality. And I mm-hmm. think that was sort of a, another main point of this movie. Like, yeah, Thor is the main character and the title of this movie. But I think it was partially about Bruce Banner and the Hulk story, too. Sort mm-hmm. of how they're, I mean... He literally says this at one point. He's like, now it feels like I don't have a hand on the wheel anymore if like I'm if the Hulk is out or he doesn't. So it feels like they're trying to develop that a little bit more for the future movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about the uh, the repeated attempts at Thor to try and calm him down using <laughs> ScarJo's little, the sun is getting darker, <laughs> no one's going to hurt you, big guy. And he kept going back to it. Like it, I knew the first time that he tried it was going to backfire. Yeah. Of course it did. But the fact that he kept going back to it was yeah. just great humor yeah um actually right after he turns back into bruce banner and they're like stuck like in like that big hulk (laughs) thing and he puts on like the little scarf and he's like how is that gonna hide you he's like yeah i look like like a gypsy (laughs) i can do this if if, put it on the face you can't see me (laughs) so good constant bickering the whole movie is so good oh man and i've seen some people say like that detracts from like their characters because like their characters don't usually do that but i think it works in in the framing of like who they are mm-hmm. in those roles i feel like they're like the avengers isn't justice league like they they bicker they fight it's funny like we this that's what whedon did yeah for this the avengers franchise. is a quip fest and right. like this wasn't a quip fest this was like i think this was a much better executed comedy with better jokes um with good setups instead of just someone saying something and then rdj just saying something assholey that was kind of funny right. um right. So I like this brand a little bit better. <laughs> Agreed. They they needed to go this direction, or else you'd have an, another Thor two, which people wouldn't see and wouldn't remember. So this is gonna stick with a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, let's go to. Uh, is there anything story wise you want to talk about specifically? Um, I thought they kind of did Natalie Portman the wrong way, where they're just like, he du- he dumped you. I know I dumped her, and then it was it was over. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's got googly eyes for Valkyrie. Yeah. Um, you know, within a day, they love each other. And, you know, at the end, she's ready to throw herself at him. Yeah. Kind of a rushed romance, but he, Thor needs a woman, I guess. Yeah. Um, same with, like, they kind of did with uh, Natalie Portman's character, Jane. They kind of threw off, like, the other, like, the other three, like, warriors that were with Thor all the time. Yeah. They just, like, killed him, yeah. and he was just like, oh, I don't care. Right away. Like, nothing. He never had any response or reaction to it. Do you think that was Zachary Levi? What? Zachary Levi played one of the guys that oh, got yeah. murdered. Yeah. So was that him in that 10-second role for him to go, who are you, stabbed? Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was? Yeah, Okay, was so he – wow. Okay, I was wondering if they just recast him yet again. No, no, no. That was him. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The other thing story-wise for me was like they kind of hinted at this dark backstory and history of Odin. Mm-hmm. And that was like kind of the center point of like Hela's – issues and like that kind of stuff but they didn't really delve deeper into it like obviously she was like trying to point out to loki and thor at certain points to be like oh this is like what your father did do it with me and they just never really talked about it like the odin was kind of like a shitty dude and they just don't really talk about it at all he's as guilty as hella is for all these murders and stuff and he's still seen as like this good force for thor to like channel his powers and stuff yeah you're right they didn't really help hold him accountable for any of this yeah yeah would have liked a little bit more of that but i think i mean it was that and then there was some other serious aspects that i think the comedy kind of skirts over like i mean even at the end asgard just blows up they've lost their planet yeah but and, asgard isn't and then, a planet and, and, it's the people yeah okay and then korg makes a joke which was funny yeah. But it was also kind of like, oh, shit. Well, yeah, that sucks. Let's talk about Idris Elba. <laughs> like, yeah. What was, was he thinking when he signed that. on for like 10 of these movies and he does like nothing in all of them? Well, I, you know, I've always wanted to see him in an awesome superhero role. And then I remembered 
oh shit he's this minor role <laughs> yeah. already in thor so i feel like the uh the casting directors and then the producers and everybody were like let's make let's let him fight let's yeah. make him like a cool character this movie so i was happy to see him get screen time and to see him kind of be a badass for once yeah i was hoping that his fight scene would have been even better i was kind of like hoping yeah. for even more badassery from him yeah he was kind of uh slinking around like some cool jedi the whole movie and then it's time to fight and he doesn't really do much. He does a little cool. bit of fighting, just, and then they just kind of like get on the ship. Yeah, he just swings a sword around a couple times. Like I thought he'd bust out some like weird eye powers yeah. that he has yeah. that we don't know about, or yeah, that sword is badass was, too. Yeah, I, mean, I was just glad to see him get some, some yeah. cool screen time. Um, speaking of eye stuff, kind of mad that Thor doesn't have an eye now. Yeah, they'll probably retcon that, but um, <laughs> if you guys know, if you guys read the comics, does he just now only have one eye forever? That kind of sucks. Nope. He's so pretty. I know. What the hell? They're making him too much like Odin. Odin doesn't didn't have an eye either. Yeah. Do you see the parallel? Ah, oh, stupid. Right over your head. <laughs> um. <laughs> do you think so? Oh, actually, one last thing. Talking about the the shots and stuff. The Valkyrie scene where like the Valkyries are going into battle. Ooh, Hila. Yeah. Holy shit! That was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. That was crazy. I want to see a half hour of that. Yeah. I wish they gave us more backstory. I want to see like those flying horses battle Hella. That was badass. Also, no, go ahead, go ahead on that scene. Keep going. Um, yeah, no, like just like the first shot they showed of it, where it's like slow motion of them flying, and I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. And then like I was like, okay, that's cool. And then they cut to the rest of it. I was like, oh, this is even cooler. Yeah, really cool visual style. Slow, like this is awesome. Yeah. Um, speaking of Hella, what is so. I, I sometimes have problems with villains and these types of movies where I can't really figure out what the rules are, what people's weaknesses are, what their powers are. So Hela is the goddess of death, yep. and her power is apparently she like can't be killed um, on Asgard at least, and she just flings swords at people. It's what a, what it seems like, yeah. Unlimited so, ammo of swords. Yeah, kind of a weak. I mean, it's just the problem that these movies have is weak villains, but she was okay. Let us know what it if you have more insight into her backstory because i'm probably not gonna look it up yeah that's it for me specifically about the movie scott how do you want to actually let me ask you this who was your favorite character was it korg Ooh, it's between goldblum or korg but i think it was korg yeah i mean korg had the i think he stole the show with the humor so i'm gonna go with him i agree also one great that he's gonna be in future movies yes please keep him coming two phenomenal move by Taika Waititi to make himself that character yeah. that he can just now roll in the dough from that shit. Oh, yeah. Really good move. I'm sure he's like, hey, mate, I can act. Yeah. Give me some lines. And then they're like, oh, you're freaking hilarious. <laughs> um, That's great. And then what was the best laugh for you or the best joke that landed? Mine was the snake story. I think at the very end, I thought I was all out of the big laughs, and it was like the final closing oh, scene. Yeah. And who who was his little buddy, his little sidekick? I don't, I don't remember what his name was. Call him, call him uh, Ma- little scissor hands. Make him, make him Brad. He's like, he's like, oh, how's Brad? Oh, Brad, oh, Brad's dead. I I stepped on him when you everybody was getting on the ramp. I just felt so bad. I've been carrying him around. Everybody was dying. That that got me the most because I thought it was like the end of the movie. Yeah, and it's just they go with something that morbid in such a like climax moment. But then he comes back alive, of course. But yeah, that got the biggest laugh for me. I did also laugh pretty hard when Loki was. Uh, it was like fake Loki talking to Thor mm-hmm. when he was like in like the yeah. never ending circle, and then he goes away, and Core comes up. He's like, "Piss off, ghost!" and kicks at the wall. <laughs> Or the multiple times where he, he, you either think Loki's a ghost or not, and then like Thor just throws stuff at yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, so um, many great moments. Yeah. If you're still listening, I hope you didn't listen to this by not having seen the movie. Uh, and if you haven't, go see it yeah. immediately. Um, so let's talk about the future. Do you think that Loki has the Tesseract? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or I, I hope he doesn't, because I'm so sick of him going back and forth. Well. But- the the mid credit scene or one of the credit scenes I didn't stay for them I just looked them up um ah I did I stayed was was like a gigantic ship arriving and like mm-hmm. sort of like staring them down I'm assuming that's Thanos that's Thanos and for sure. I would imagine that he's coming after them because Loki would have the Tesseract which is one of mm-hmm. the Infinity Stones yeah um, that's that's probably true yep yeah so I guess that could be like. Thor can be the person that tips everyone off that Thanos is coming then. 
and gets everybody together, including, I think, the Guardians? Yep, the Guardians are supposed to be uh, coming through. I believe it's every, so, literally everyone. Infinity. It's So next is Infinity War Part 1 and 2? Next is Black Panther in February. Right, 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 right. right. Then Infinity War in May. Then... I believe it's about a year wait, and then it's like Captain Marvel in March of the next year, which is okay. with Brie Larson, and then it's yep. Infinity War Part Two. Although they're not calling it Infinity War Part Two, it's just Avengers. Yeah, they haven't at revealed that point. it. Yeah. Okay, and then it—that's not the end of this generation of Marvel, is it? Wait, I was wrong. Actually, after Infinity War, there's Ant Man and Wasp that summer. Right. Um. Right. After that, after like the second Infinity War or whatever. It's technically like the end of phase three, I think, and then yeah. they're starting to do some newer characters, but they're still like the only planned stuff is a sequel to Spider-Man: Homecoming and a Guardians of the Galaxy three, I believe. Hmm. Interesting to see what they're gonna do when they're in nearing the end of all these contracts. Like, are yeah. they gonna recast these people? Are they just gonna get into weirder stuff? We're in a very interesting time in in this cinematic universe. Yeah. And more great movies than duds, and this was a great one. Yeah, I have to agree. I ranked them. I know you didn't rank them. Where would you put, just like a quick thought, where would you put Thor Ragnarok in the ranking of MCU movies? How many are there? Total? There is 17, including the second Hulk, or the Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. To me, top five. This is somewhere in the top five. I agree. I I think there's five that are all like pretty even. It's like Civil War, Winter Soldier, Iron Man, Thor 3, and Guardians 1. Yep, absolutely. And I had no idea how to rank them. I ranked the rest of them. I had no idea how to rank those top five. Yeah, maybe in a future episode we'll go through and talk over each one of these, but this is a top five Marvel Universe yeah. movie, and one of the best movies of the year so far. Oh, hands down. The funniest yeah. movie of the year so far. Absolutely. All right, I think that's it. Let's go over grades once again. I'm an A-, minus. you are an A+. Plus. I'm an A+, plus for now. Tomorrow I might be an A, but if there was, just just to be nice, like more realistic if there was a rating between a and a plus that's where it'd be like 97 percent in my mind i would say if there's a rating between a minus and a i would be there so <laughs> so you're 9.3 out of 10 yes. and i'm 9.7 out yep. of 10 yeah all right that works too all right uh so that's it for thor ragnarok talk we will be back next week with a justice league review i believe that should be this movie is going to be far less fun <laughs> <laughs> i imagine um yeah earlier reviews are like it's good <laughs> It's not horrible, guys. <laughs> we're relieved that it's not horrible. It's okay. So, going to be far less. We're, we'll be laughing and smiling a lot less next week, I think. But still looking forward to it. Yeah, so we'll have that for you next week with more movie and TV news. Hopefully some more trailers. And maybe we'll watch some other stuff that we can talk about while you watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank, yep, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening yet again. Remember to like, subscribe, review, share. Use glitchup.com slash Amazon and tune in next week. Bye.